Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I am your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the man that currently has an associate in the arts degree and has held it for yes. multiple years. The notorious, <laughs> the one, the only, Mikey Maximus, the Fernicus, Charette. Say what? Doc G. So good to be back on the show. It is, man. It, it was a long break. Woo! I, you know, I don't thrive off of breaks, Mike. Nope. I don't. Yeah, me neither. I don't do well. Yeah. I don't do well with this thing on its own. Mm. I'm pointing to my brain, <laughs> by the way, listeners. It's left to my own devices. It is bad, Mike. Yeah. There are, yeah. There are ugly thoughts that go on up here. That it's just you, you, you swirl in a in a world of ugh. I don't like it. I know. Yeah. I, I, you know, the, you know the old the old saying, "Idle hands." It's true. I, it's yeah. it's true, man. I need something. I need a rock garden a in breaks to <laughs> to do something to get me going. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Too much time off. No boy. Bueno. I'm I'm glad to be back, Mike. I'm glad to Same. be back. And I I took a listen to our last show, and I realized this is a note to self for the next live show we do together when you're back in the studio. Um, learn to talk into the microphone while looking at you, because the ho- oh. the whole time I was listening, every time I'd look at you, I'd just be like, throw the mic over here, and just be like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this the sound quality sucks. Come on, Ben. So. Uh, hilarious. Got to make sure. That was fun, though. Got to make sure. Great studio, Dr. You. you know, we try We try our best. We're improving daily. Improving daily on the studio. Over That was one thing I got to do over some of the time off. We have put new uh, records on the ceiling. We're almost, we're getting yeah. close to filling the ceiling with records. Very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, it's beautiful. Very exciting. It's, it's really beautiful. But yeah. another thing I did while I had extra time, Mike. I um I decided you know this is this is a bit of entertainment show. Nope. That's what we fancy ourselves. Sure. And yeah. um I was like you know what entertainment shows, I need to be up on my cinema. I need to be mm. a film buff. You know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I decided over the last couple of weeks to watch some new movies. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I. What'd you watch? I watched several movies, and I am here to tell you, Mike, I am going to give you reviews for the movies that you want to hear about. So here's the movies right. that I watched. I've got, I, I watched six of them. I, uh, six new movies that were released in the last year. So they're, they're, they're fairly new. First one, Banshees of Inishirin. Inishirin. Uh, with Colin Farrell. Don't know if you've uh, seen the ads for that one. Uh, nah. Then Hustle with uh, with old uh, Adam Sandler, a Netflix special there. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. uh, Ticket to Paradise, the uh, George Clooney, Julia Roberts movie. Then oh, okay. Lamborghini, The Man Behind the Legend. Ooh. And then uh, Glass Onion, 
the uh, Netflix movie that everybody went bananas for. And yeah, then, I just started it. And then Maverick. Those were the uh, mm. those were the movies. Now I didn't count in the movies. I did, as you know, Mike. Also watch uh, the the first installment of the Shack documentary. Yes, but it's not really a movie, so I didn't include yeah. it in the movie sections. But out of those, Mike, what one do you want to hear? Which one do you want to hear um, review? Definitely curious about Maverick. Okay, I've not seen it. Maverick. Um, he- here's my review. Pretty awesome. <laughs> Uh, I will definitely say there were a bunch of making the sequel moments where you were like, uh, all right, all right. Maybe we don't do the exact same thing as the original, or maybe we Mm. don't have to show the clip from the original overlapping on the the video now. (laughs) Like, we get where you're coming from, and if you don't get where they're coming from, Maybe go back and watch the original before you watch this one. Like, there were a bit okay. of those. But, okay. you know, it was still awesome. And I, I think they could rename this movie Tom Cruise is a never-aging superhero. That's a fact. Like, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I love how half the people in the original movie are dead in the sequel. They're like dead or like not functioning as humans, and here's mm. and here's Tom Cruise out there, ten G's in his fighter jet, playing football shirtless on the 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 uh, beach, and you're like, <laughs> what? Isn't this guy sixty two? This dude's sixty two and he's doing this? Like, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So true. Also, like I I told you, you got you got a text ma- uh, message about this, Mike. Uh, shout out to Jennifer Conley. Shout out. Just, oh my gosh. She's a never I- aging superhero too, man. She's, yeah, she is. She, I have Stone Cold Fox. Just ten out of ten. Just a, it's the eyes, man. It's the oh, eyes. eyes. Yeah. They're some of the best in the. I really dug deep. Again, something when you've got way too much time on your hands. I Google mm-hmm. Jennifer Conley's eyes. Ew. I I <laughs> dug deep into that, and and I got there's. There's multiple parts of it. It's two-toned, Mike, so that it's like an illusion that you're going deeper into her soul with the eye. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. What is it about those eyes? She's fantastic, man. She's fantastic. And she did a great job in the movie. Now, uh, granted, again, it's one of those things that in the movie you're like, I, I I think we could have came up with a better part for her to play, like as far as mm-hmm. like her backstory. But you know, overall, Mike, two no uh, never aging superheroes, pretty good movie. I give it an eighty-seven out of a hundred. That's my review. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good review. Uh, what about the uh, Lamborghini movie? Lamborghini oh, movie. So, um, yeah. Lamborghini I'll, documentary or. It, well, it's a uh, you know it, it's it's based off of the the real world story. Like, there's nothing oh, okay. in there that's fake, but it's it's you right. know it's actors playing it, so it's not oh, a documentary. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say I was so inspired after watching the movie, Mike. I went out, bought a couple Lamborghinis. Sweet. You know, I just, <laughs> there you go. The least I could do support the calls, you know. Um, but now overall, it wasn't too bad. I like the premise of the movie. Um, so it's really, like I said, it's what happened. Ferru- uh, Ferruccio Lamborghini, he started out making uh, tractors 
He decided he wanted to make a sports car better than a Ferrari, and uh, that's mm. that's what he went out and did. And you got to give it up. Wow. You got to give it up to Ferrari, man. They're just, everybody's hating on them. I mean, think about the movies. You got Ferrari versus Ford. Ford versus Ferrari, whatever order that came in. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you got this movie. Like, all the car companies were were gunning for Ferrari because they were so awesome. Like, yeah. You know, I never noticed that actually. Yeah, I never knew. Yeah, I will say I find it bizarre, like in this movie, when it's in another country, but they have them speak in English. Hmm, I find that hmm. a little weird. You know, I mean, I get it. Nobody wants to read subtitles the whole time. Right. It's still a little weird, because like they huh. have them with Italian accents, and you're like, but they're speaking Italian. Like it's not Italian yeah. accents. It's speaking Italian. Um. I also love how when I looked up this movie uh, on Google, for, uh, the frequently asked questions, uh, one of the frequently asked questions associated with this movie was, is a Lambo cheaper than a Ferrari? Hmm. It's one of the questions. And I was <laughs> like, whoever was looking that up, I'm just going to say, you can't afford either one. So <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry about it. Doesn't matter. Whichever one. Mike... Pretty good movie, not on the level of Maverick. I give it a 77. It's still a C plus. Would I watch yeah. it again? Eh, it's on that borderline, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Okay, what else do you want to hear about? Um, okay, so the other one was the, uh, what was the glass one? I just glass started onion. last night. Glass Onion. I love it yes. so far. I yes. mean, I really like it. We're I'm only to the part where they're like getting to his house and like that was it for me. Like I was So out. you but uh So you've got to Daryl. Hmm. Um which one was Daryl? Daryl so when they get on the island and he's talking to everybody. Spoiler alert, listeners, if you haven't seen it. I'm not oh, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see Daryl. He he made like a quick yeah. cameo, and I was like, that guy's gonna be important. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It's just my favorite part. That's just Daryl. What? Yeah. Who? Oh, okay. Hey guys. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's going through a lot of stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome movie, man. Uh, love Kate Hudson. Love Daniel Craig. Does yeah. a good good exaggerated Southern accent, man. Yeah, he does, man. He. God, what a great actor. Daniel Craig. Yeah. I'm always a fan of that guy. Ed Norton plays a great, uh, annoying, yeah, rich does. guy. It's uh, is good. Be uh, and like I just said, best part for anybody that's actually seen the whole movie, just wait for some Daryl moments. They're the best. Yeah. They they make the movie. <laughs> also, the, the tone-deaf, uh, canceled uh, Kate Hudson is also one of my favorite parts where she keeps on bringing mm -hmm. up problems of her past where she did blackface <laughs> and where she used <laughs> racial slurs on Twitter. One of my favorite parts of the movie as well. What's so bad about <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, good stuff. Hilarious. Good stuff. I gave yeah, it I, I gave it an 87 as a, as well. I I cool. went back and forth. I was like, should I, I, I I might actually give it higher than that on some on some days, but that that's what I ended up with. It's a it's yeah. a great movie. It's a it's a, it's, a, it's a good one. It's a good one. I will say before we go on, Mike, uh, Banshees of Inner Inner Sheeran. If you haven't seen that one, uh, it came out uh, I think about a month ago. It is depressing as. Shit. 
in a lot of ways, <laughs> Mike. It is. What's it about? It, it's about two friends in Ireland in the 1920s. It's sad. It's cold. It's dark. There are a lot of sad things that happen. Now, mm. I will say it's exceptionally well written, Mike. It's oh, it's okay. like it's like a that's important. It's like a real think piece, and I can okay. appreciate that. And there's like there's yeah. a couple of funny parts in there. There's some real funny parts in there. Um, it's hard to overlook the depressing <laughs> part though. And that's <laughs> a lot of the movie, Mike. So so my rating for this movie is 88 for how it's okay. written, 63 for how it made me feel. Hmm. <laughs> that's uh, it's a balance. It's a balance. Um, but uh, overall. Like I said, well done. Just depressing. Just be ready. Okay. Just ready to have something happy around you afterwards. Hmm. Maybe like a, you know, a, a a companion, a pet, something like that. <laughs> you know, I was just set, yeah. sitting in a sad living room by myself afterwards. Like, no, oh. <laughs> that's a funk. That's a. Funk. Uh, <laughs> Doc G, were there any parts of the movie? I don't know why I'm imagining this, where there was like a little montage, and then in the back, the background song playing was Oasis Wonderwall. <laughs> no Oasis. This was very okay. This was very uh, time matched uh, okay. as far as okay. as far as the 1920s. Everything sort of fit that. Um, gotcha. But Mike. I hope you and the listeners have wrote down some important notes on the movies you want to see. Mm -hmm. If the listeners want my groundbreaking reviews for movies, just let me know. I'll make it happen every show. We'll do it. That's right. Now, while we wait in anticipation for their responses, Mike, are you ready to fire up the show? I'm ready to fire up the show, Doc G. Woo! All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Mike, we have a fantastic show today. We are riding solo. Me and you. Is that mono e mono? Again, and we're not really going head to Sounds head. Right. Me and you. Again. Yeah. yeah. Mono e mono. Me and you. <laughs> I'm gonna say it with confidence. Uh, yeah. On this show today, I can't wait to fire it back up. Riff from the headlines. We've got news that doesn't suck, Mike. We've got nice. uh, we got a, a top three. That really racked my brain. Really, yeah, the top same. three West Coast hip-hop songs of all mm -hmm. time. Way too hard of a top three to start off with. It is yeah. so many good, good possibilities there. But first, we need to start where we start, Mike. The birthday suit. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Okay, Mike, you remember. We are keeping count. The whole year. Yeah. We're keeping count. I think we can start the first one off one for one. I think we can do okay. it. Okay. Cool. M maybe. Huh? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Born on January 11th, 1971 in New York City, our birthday suit wearer loved singing growing up but had a rough childhood, which ended with drugs, alcohol, and dropping out of high school. Nonetheless, mm. she still loved music and an A and R. An A&R man for Uptown Records heard a recording of our birthday suit wearer singing and signed her to a deal, making her the youngest artist on the record label and the only female artist. Once she signed, she started working with the producer Puff 
Daddy, who record uh, who produced the majority of her first album, What's the Four One One, which sold over three million albums, had the smash hit Real Love. Real love. I'm searching for some real love. Okay. You remember that one? No. No. No? Okay. No. Uh, in 1993, <laughs> she released her second album, My Life, in 1996. She was featured on some huge singles like uh, Jay-Z's Can't Knock the Hustle, Ghostface Killers' All I Got Is You, and Method Man, You're All That I Need to Get By. You remember that jam? That's a jam right there, Mike. Uh, she mm. then released two more albums. Then in 2001, she released No More Drama. Which, with the first single, Family Affair, being her first and only number one single of her career. Since No More Drama, she's released 10 more albums, none more popular than What's the 411. Uh, nonetheless, she is known as the queen of hip-hop soul. She's the only artist to have ever won a Grammy in R&B, hip-hop, pop, and gospel. Jeez. All of them. All of them. Wow. She also made a huge splash on the Super Bowl halftime show last year when she appeared with Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, Kendrick Lamar, and Anderson Pac. Name that birthday suit where? Uh, kind of guessing here, but is it Mary J. Blige? One for one. Yes. Yes. There we go. Yes. Love it. Nice. All right. I'm putting it down, Mark. Mike, I'm writing it down. Here we go. There it is, one for she one. She did that song, Let's Get It Bumpin' on the Top. Yeah, uh-huh. That, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Is that Family Affair? Is that the song? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There that's we go. Yeah. There you go. Great song. There, there yeah. it is, man. Yeah, Mary J. Blige, man. I'm I'm, I'm more of the, what's the 411 Mary J? That's that's more mm. me, you know, real love. Oh, that's a, that's sort of, it's got the New Jack uh, City feel to it. It's got that early 90s hip-hop R&B. You want to do the running man to it? It's nice. Mm. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Happy birthday to Mary J. Blige. She's turning, uh, what is that? Uh, 50, 52. 52 for Mary J. Blige. Man. Wow. That's what will happen when you, when you get into the game so young, you're still not yeah. that old. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Mike, are you ready to rip some headlines? Yeah. What do we got, Doc G? It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Mike, we've talked a little bit about this before we went on break there. Um, Prince Harry's causing a stir, man. That dude. Yeah. He's causing a stir. Not only the documentary. We talked about the documentary. Now his book has been released. His book, Spare. Mm. Spare, Yeah. Yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah. You know, as in he he's the spare of the family. He's just this lame duck, you know. Mm -hmm. all, and, yeah, and it's it's causing it's causing some uproar, Mike. This book, so true. It's just some snippets from the book. Uh, he's throwing it all out there, Mike. This is like this. He like went full therapy session on this book, like just everything. He's talking about. Losing his virginity outside of a bar in an alley. He's talking about talking to his mom uh, after she died through a psychic. He's talking about doing cocaine. Uh, yeah. But by far, by far, the most shocking tidbit of the book so far was apparently during his brother's wedding to Kate, 
Prince Harry was recovering from frostbite. Oh. To his penis. Ah. <gasps> uh, yes. Yes, what Mike. What happened there? He apparently had, they they had an excursion to Antarctica for some like fundraising or not not, not Antarctica North Pole. Uh, okay. And um, yeah, apparently he wasn't wearing enough gear and uh, his tally whacker just uh, froze. Yeah. Yeah. He recovered, right? Like, I don't... I think so. Like, I didn't actually... I didn't read this, you know, I haven't read the book or the tidbit. I just got the news updates about it. Um, Yeah. But I, I, like... I get that it's a cathartic memoir for Harry, but, like, I don't see who that story is really helping, you know? Nope. Like, I mean, it's not helping me hear it, and I don't really know how it helps Harry... Like, by telling yeah. other people about it. Like, hey, do you know? Almost lost my wiener to frostbite. Ew. Like, yeah. uh, I don't need to know that, you know? Yeah. Can you imagine the editor of the book going, like, reading past the section and then, like, covering it with Harry? Like, ah, I got through the uh, three chapters yesterday, Harry. Um, Super, super interesting. Um, Are you sure you want to tell everybody about your frostbitten wiener? You sure you want to? Yes. <laughs> yes, mate. Maybe, maybe we just allude to it, you know? Like, maybe we just say, like, injury to the groin. Hmm. Like, do you really want to be the prince with the frostbitten tallywhacker for the rest of your life? Like, Yes, mate. <laughs> they need to hear it all. <laughs> you turned him Australian, but I'll take it. I'll ta- <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll take it. I can't, I can't complain, Mike. I can't do so it. bad. I can't do any accent, so it's fine. Uh, Mike, hmm. from Prince's Frozen Wieners to a new story about Utah's porn-sniffing dog. Mm. Wait, what? Yeah. Porn-sniffing dog. Yeah, we only cover the important topics, Mike. <laughs> only the important ones. Apparently, uh, some police stations in Utah, Mike, have canine units that are meant to sniff out pornographic-related material. Hmm. Yeah. Which really sounds like a fake threat from, like, a teenager's mom. That they would try to use them to get them to tell them. Like, yeah, it does, right? <laughs> you're telling me the truth, right, Hunter? You're t- yeah. You don't have any porn on this phone. Because I'll no, call no. the police right now, and their porn-sniffing dog will come over here and tell me if you're lying. Jeez. They will tell me. <laughs> like, they will smell your phone. They will, And, and they apparently, will, uh, that's what they do. <laughs> apparently, that's oh, what man. these dogs do, man. Regardless, uh, in uh, Weber County, uh, URL, the uh, canine unit's dog, URL, that's their name, uh, retired after eight years on the job. Hmm. The dog had completed over 200 search warrants where they obtained digital evidence Mostly for uh, sexual exploitation of children cases. Yeah. Mike, the dog had several remarkable finds. Uh, They found a USB drive disguised as a key on a key ring. Uh, They found a micro SD card in a closed baby food jar in a small pencil box full of other items. Uh, They found... A SD card high on a shelf hidden behind books. Uh, They found a cell phone hidden inside a book. And even cell phone parts 
hidden in a wall behind a toilet at the Weber County Jail. Word. Wow. Yeah. Wait, at the jail? They found all this at the jail. That that last one they found at the jail. Oh, okay. Apparently somebody jail. snuck some some porn into the jail. So and got it behind the wall. Apparently, yeah. I don't know. You know <laughs> what? That's what that's what the news article said. It does now that I'm saying it, Mike, seem very suspect. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. so true. But like, just just imagine how crazy intense a dog smelling capabilities have to be to be able to do that. Yeah. Like now, I understand why dogs have zero attention spans. Like if I could smell yeah. the porn cell phone hidden behind a book in someone's house it'd be a little bit hard to concentrate was, yeah for sure it's <laughs> like sitting there friends like ben are you all right you seem a little distracted uh yeah i'm a little distracted by your dildos that are hidden underneath your couch okay maybe <laughs> Wait, what? maybe you shouldn't have those around hank i'm just saying come on like it's crazy yeah it's crazy it's nuts Mike, uh, there's a house on Zillow that's been raising a couple of eyebrows for a unique, uh, a, a unique characteristic. Hmm. So it's a real nice house. Uh, any of our listeners near Anaheim, California, might want to keep this one in mind. Uh, it's on the market for two point two five billion or million billion. Wow, that'd be crazy. <laughs> two point five, uh, but two, not far off. <laughs> two point two five million. It's a uh, four-bedroom, six-bathroom house, 1.2 acres of land. Now, the eyebrow-raising attribute, in the master bath, there are three jacuzzi baths. Hmm. Like, almost straight in a row. Hmm. Like, right. just elevated jacuzzi baths, three of them, like, looking like a training room for a football team. Yeah. <laughs> Word. What what the f does anybody need three jacuzzi baths for? Like, not only is this is mm. is this uh, eccentric, it's really useless. Like, yeah, it is. I mean, I'm sure it's not bad to have three jacuzzi bathtubs, but like, what what are you gonna like? What do you rotate them? Like, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking one could be a cold plunge, and then the other one could be like your. Uh, well, that. Yeah, but then the other one is just going to be set empty. That, well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, you're just going to have like three different temps with three different speeds. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I'm rotating. All right, here we go. Like, Hot, just, medium, mild. <laughs> seems a bit much, man. Yeah. I'll do my hair in this one. I'll wash my body in this one. And yeah. Then this one will be the. Uh, <laughs> It's like a it's like a dishwasher cycle. Well, lastly, Mike, I, it might just be the old man in me, but like all I could think of was having to clean those tubs. You know, uh, like, I, got you. I mean, I got yeah. I got I've only got two bathtubs in two different bathrooms, and I do a <laughs> cleaning those. And <laughs> you're telling me now I've got three in the same bathroom? No, mm. no, that's not happening. No, thank you, Mike. Not yeah. interested. Not mm. interested. Mike, um, little news from TikTok and uh, on the internet here. The story's made its rounds. So the story's about a uh, proposal video uh, from Iceland. So uh, Sean Munn decided to propose to his girlfriend, Jordan McGowan, uh, in Reykjavik, Iceland. 
And uh, in the video, Jordan and Sean are at a scenic waterfall in Iceland. Very popular tourist site. Sean gets down on one knee in front of the waterfall. Jordan does the obligatory hand over mouth, oh my yes. gosh, reaction. Mm -hmm. And uh, right in the middle of this, a tourist who's wanting to enjoy the waterfall steps over Sean's back leg, starts taking pictures of the scenery, of the waterfall. <laughs> and uh, now, of course, uh, commenters on this photo, on TikTok, on uh, uh, Instagram, they were aghast at the, at the lady's complete disregard of the scene, Mike. They thought this lady should die and be sent to hell because of her disregard for this scenic proposal. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think you'll be surprised, Mike. Uh, I completely uh, disagree. <laughs> yeah, completely disagree. Uh, I am one hundred percent on board with the tourists, Mike. I yeah, am. I was like, Doc G, was this really just a video of you, and you're just like <laughs> revealing this to the audience? Mike, we've got news of what I did over my break. I interrupted uh, people's. Uh, I interrupted so people's funny. proposals. <laughs> No, but, like, I was thinking about, like, have you ever been a part of a proposal scene, Mike, when you didn't think no. you were going to be a part of one? I've never seen one, actually. I have, and it's horrible. It's, oh, yeah? I, I, my life was hijacked for those couple of minutes. <laughs> it's the worst. I was on a plane one time. Right, I was uh, on a plane. Come on. on the plane. Yeah, and some dude on my road decides, like, apparently, like he and his girlfriend met on a plane or some crap like that, uh. and he's gonna propose there. And so, like, and literally, I like I had headphones on. I wasn't paying attention. All of a sudden, I literally think like the high the plane's being hijacked because like I hear like oohs and ahs, and I was like, ah, what the? Uh, oh, oh, okay, like. And and then like and then I gotta hear is like like I don't want to hear like I have no all I wanted was my awesome ginger ale in my tiny plastic cup, and yeah. they they stopped the beverage cart while the was going on. Oh come on, man! And I was like, and now I gotta be a part of this ceremony and uh, give the obligatory clap. Like, oh yeah, nice, <laughs> super like. Just, just, I mean, listeners, if you're being like Ben, you're a turd, which I am a turd. That's a fact. But still, <laughs> put yourself in the shoes of this tourist, listeners. Mm -hmm. She comes to the waterfall. She's been hearing people tell her about this waterfall for years. She can't wait to see it. She finally gets there, and there are two very self-involved people forcing everyone to be a part of their spectacle and this tourist has to put her life on hold simply because these people want everybody to be a part of something no one asked to be a part of. Nope. No one at all asked to be a part of. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Now, if one of them went into cardiac arrest and needed CPR and that's why they couldn't get to take the pictures, yeah, that's understandable. They couldn't help mm -hmm. that. Uh, there, the there lady was, steps over the, the body. Yeah, excuse <laughs> like, me. Got pictures to take. <laughs> but, like, come on. Plus, Mike, the first thing that this girl posted on her Instagram after the uh, uh, after this went down, after the actual proposal, was a picture of a ring. Blam. Close up of the picture of a ring. Blam. And the caption was, 
Uh, well, it's about time. Blame. So, I don't think this girl was too concerned about the proposal anyways. No. Listeners, if you're still upset with me, here's the deal. If this couple is still together and madly in love in 20 years, I'll absolutely apologize. I'll absolutely <laughs> apologize. But you know what? I'll put $1,000 on it right now. Whoever wants to bet, they're not going to be together in 20 years. Yeah, it's like a 50-50, isn't it? it 50% I, chance. With this, with this group, I'm putting it like 20-80. Um, okay. definitely. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> Mike, we are going to take a break. We are going to be right back here on the Doc G Show.
Here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Mike, what do the listeners need to do? 
Well, Doc G, if the listeners feel like the show is a positive way to waste their time, they should subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever they listen to podcasts. It's a terrific zero cost way to support us. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you know what? If they're feeling extra generous, leave a five-star review and a comment. Boom. We love comments. Boom. Yeah. Love comments. Love people following the show. Mm Mm-hmm. It would be a 2023 miracle if yes, you guys did that. We'd be so excited about it, Mike. Mike, we need to thank the regulars. We do. So here we go. Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota, Ashburn, Virginia, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Boardman, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Richardson, Texas, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Peoria, Illinois, my list stopped right there, Mike. Oh. I don't know where my other, where my other, uh, I cut it off. Oh no. I I know, I, I don't know which ones are left off, but I know California, Los Angeles, California yeah. was not mentioned. I know Asheville, uh, um, Asheville, North Carolina, and uh, Olive Branch, Mississippi. Yeah. Oh, come on. I th- ho- hopefully that's everybody. If listeners, if I missed any of the regulars, I should know them by heart, but I, I don't know where they went. This is, this is, <laughs> don't worry. We'll uh, get you on the next one. <laughs> I was about to say, next week, listeners, it will be back up to par. I apologize. Mike, some uh, semi-regulars uh, who listened over the break, here we go. Shout out. Shout out to London, United Kingdom, mm. George, South Africa, uh, Portland, Oregon, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Franklin, Tennessee, Kansas City, Missouri, Brisbane, Australia, Detroit, Michigan, uh, Vista, California, Puerto Puerto del Rosario, Spain, Lakeland, Florida. There we go. Shout outs. Shout outs. outs. Thank you to all the listeners over the time. Like you're taking a break and you're like, you know what? Let's go back and listen to a show. Yeah. You know that? I noticed I noticed the uh um short walk to Pluto was a real popular uh episode over the break. That was that was one that people were getting down on during the break. Very nice. popular show. Then of course Magic City Hippies episode that was very popular it always is. Yeah. Uh Doug Aldridge uh show that was a popular one. Uh Josh Turner also popular one. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. Cool cool cool. That's right. Thank you for listeners. Uh, listeners. Thank you for listening, listeners. We appreciate it. Mike, uh, before we go on to some uh, uh, other news, I got one leftover story here from uh, Rip from the headlines. And uh, it's big news out of the music sector, Mike. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Rolling Stone released its new list of the top 200 singers of all time. Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't yeah. see that yeah, and uh, Celine Dion's fans were very upset that she was not on the list. <laughs> so true. Very upset. I think she wasn't on the list at all. I want to make sure that that is the case, uh, that she was not on the list at all. Yeah, left off the 200. Okay, just want to make sure she just was they weren't upset about her being, like, high on the list. Um, so, yeah, she wasn't on the list at all, Mike. They were so angry 
that they actually protested outside of the Rolling Stone headquarters in New York. They they had signs. They were circling. They had chants. Of course, since they were Celine Dion fans, they were very courteous and nice chants. Yeah. But still, they 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 were they were upset nonetheless. Now, uh, nonetheless, now, Mike, I will say, do I accept their list? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because they put Whitney Houston in front of Sam Cooke. Girl, come on. What? No. No. Yeah. That's that's a recency bias bias right there, Mike. Yeah. Just because they came out with a a movie about Whitney Houston recently, they're like, oh, we should put put her. No, 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 no. They also put Beyonce in front of Otis Redding. No. Yeah. These are both no incorrect. No way. Um, these are atrocities, and there are many more atrocities on this list, Mike. But the point is, Mike, um, I wouldn't go to Rolling Stone to protest these. Now, now, granted, most of these listeners, uh, most of these protesters, don't have their own show that they can protest it on. I do. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe they should think about that, Mike. Maybe, yeah. maybe they should make their own podcast, uh, and they should call it Celine Dion, greatest singer in the world. You know, <laughs> yeah. something along something along those lines. That mm. would be that would be get their point across. I'm just mm. saying. But listeners, if you want to check it out, you can check it out and disagree with all of the, uh, all of the, oh, no, okay, uh, sorry, sorry, Mike, I got distracted. I thought I found the other part of the regulars there for a second. I thought I saw it, but I, it was not. I was wrong. Anywho, Mike, we got to move on. It's 2023, uh, and I think 2023 needs to start out with uh, good news, you know? Yeah, it does. That's, that's what we need in our life. We mm-hmm. need... Fuzzy creatures and good news, yeah. you know. Fuzzy creatures make me happy. Good news makes me happy. So, For sure. I thought we'd force the issue a little bit, and we'd jump into our segment: news that doesn't suck. There we go. News that doesn't suck. Things that don't suck. A list of consisting of Paul Rudd and whatever the doc wants to say now. Mike, uh, I've got some news that doesn't suck. Say what? I got some. I got some very exciting news here. Uh, researchers at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston have found a way to make living cancer cells destroy the tumors that created them. Hmm. Potentially nice. curing a super lethal form of brain cancer called glioblastoma. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One of the researchers, Dr. Uh, Khalid Shaw, said, uh, quote, our team has pursued a simple idea to take cancer cells and transform them into cancer killers, end quote, Hmm. end quote. So uh, in simple terms, Mike, they use gene engineering. The gene engineering causes proteins to be expressed on the cancer cell that the immune system recognizes, and then uh, the immune cell then can attack any cell that looks like that. And because of that, our immune system just goes ahead and takes out the tumor, takes out the cancer. Yeah, it's super yeah. interesting. Do you know if it's CRISPR? I'm an investor. Yes, Doctor. It, it was CRISPR. CRISPR. Yes. There you go. There it was. Mike's making tons of money off of hey, this good news, everybody. Not really, not really. CRISPR is bad. <laughs> 
Hey, but I think it's a future. It's a, it's a long play. It's a long. It play. is. It is. It is. But Dr. Khalid Shad went on to say, uh, throughout all the work we uh, we do, even when it's highly technical, we never lose sight of the patient. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like it's that. Bullshit. That's bullshit there, Mike. Yeah, it that is. is. That that is good news. That is good news. Hopefully they keep working on that. Hopefully it's out to the public soon. Uh, I mean, you know, if, if I'm if I'm a person with that issue going on, I feel like it's one of those things like, all right, let's roll the dice. Let's go, give, <laughs> give, give, yeah. give it a shot on me right now. Let's let's see what we have here. This might end in disaster, but it's better than the other disaster I see coming down the road. So yeah, let's roll the dice. Crossing the fingers for sevens. Woo-hoo. But anyways, that's uh, hopefully, hopefully they, they proceed with it and mm-hmm. uh, we get more good news out of it, Mike. Yeah. We get more good news, you know? For sure. Uh, for sure. I'm hope I'm hoping we have more good news all the way down, down the lane. Yeah. Uh, down 2023. Yeah. But Mike, we are going to take a break. We are going to be right back, right here on the Doc G Show. Yeah. 
we are back here on the Doc G radio show. Add a little variable in there, Mike. I don't, I don't <laughs> normally say radio show. I just say Doc G show. So we'll give it a shot. Sounds we good. might do it again. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? We got an important segment coming up, Mike. We've got the most important segment of all time. The fastest growing segment in the world. The Doc G Top 3. That's right. Yes, Mike. Yes. And uh, now, this this one's been a brewing for a while, this topic. Yeah, it has. Uh, this, this came about when I interviewed the Palms. And the Palms are big West Coast rap fans. So true. And so... We were talking about West Coast rap, and then we thought about that very topic, me and you, and we were like, what is the top three? And I thought we said albums, which was hard enough. That's a fact. The three top hip-hop albums. But then you said Noah's song. Oh, come on. I was like, oh, man. And then you said it was uh, just songs in general, and I was like, "Ah, that's too much. I can't handle just West Coast <laughs> songs. That's way too much. So we, we we took it back down. Listeners, this is the Doc G Top 3 Best hit West Coast Hip Hop Songs. Yeah. So, Mike, first off, do you have any uh, honorable mentions uh, to go with? Yeah, I do. Um, so this was going to be uh, maybe number two if it wasn't hip hop. But and uh, it was um, all I want to do by Cheryl Crow. Say wow, what? great song! Wow, yeah. that is a good um, song. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think West Coasty. I can see that, but like, you know, I, I don't think it has the hard label like a lot of the hip hop songs do. She's not throwing up yeah. the twisted fingers before she starts the <laughs> yeah, no, starts no, no. the song. Nope. All right, what what do we do? We have any others? Uh, the uh, yeah, the other the only other one was uh, Hotel California. Oh by the Eagles, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. That's I mean yeah. you know yeah. If we were doing just if we were just doing all time, I think I'd have to put that one number one. I might, I might. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. it's it's a good. It's one. fantastic, Mike. Um, yeah, it is. My honorable mentions. I've got a ton of them. Uh, yeah. So uh, it was a good day. Ice Cube, fantastic. Uh, What's mm-hmm. my name? Snoop Dogg. Fantastic. Gin and Juice, Snoop Dogg, fantastic. Loonies, I've got five on it. One of my favorite West Coast hip-hop yeah. songs of all time. That one was close, very close to getting on there. Straight Outta Compton, N.W.A., fantastic. Police, fantastic, N.W.A. Snoop Dogg, Ain't No Fun, fantastic. Tupac, How Do You Want It? Nipsey Hustle, Blue Laces 2. Nipsey Hustle, last time I checked. Ah. Tupac, Ambitions as a Writer, Easy E, Boys in the Hood, Coolio, Fantastic Voyage, Collard Greens, Kendrick Lamar, and Schoolboy Q, Mm. Rolling Stone, Black Hippie, uh, Exhibit, Pavarazzi, The Game, Hate It or Love It, The Game, Ali, Bumbaye, Y Dolla Sign, LA, Ty Dolla Sign, Uh, Stand For, just so many, Mike. That's just ah, some of Ty them. Ty Dolla Sign. He has a song called West Side. Yeah. Um, ah, such a good song. I totally forgot about that. That probably would have been a top three, but it's not. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. That's okay. That's okay. So, and, Great honorable mention. Literally, Mike, I could have gone on for 10 more minutes. That's a fact. That, like, there's just so many. There's so many. That was just what came to my head when we were doing honorable mentions. But, Mike, you're number three. All right, so my number three, I actually had to look up who the other artist was on this song, and I'm not... Um, I'm not sad about it. Uh, so it's called California Roll, and it's by Snoop Dogg and Stevie Wonder. Yes, that's yes. right. Amazing song. Amazing, great song. And when you get when you get the legend Stevie in there, yeah, it's got to be a good song, you know. Ah, it just sounds amazing. Yeah, and it's like Snoop Dogg. This was like only a couple yeah. Of years no, 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 no. This is this is recent on, yeah. Snoop. This is recent yeah. Snoop. Which I mean, a lot of people write off recent Snoop. You know, I write off most recent yeah. Snoop. When Snoop comes out with an album now, like when I was in like fifth grade, when Snoop came out with an album, it was stop the presses. Uh, you know, yeah. we got to listen to this thing. Then he went to No Limit. Everything went downhill after that. That was weird. Yeah. Anyways, Snoop Dogg's awesome. That is a great song. I yeah, like it, it. I'm going with a classic, Mike. I'm going with one of the classic bangers, Warren G. Regulate. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to write this down. So amazing. This is just a classic from the Above the Rim soundtrack. I mean, just so great from the start. Regulators, mount up. Like, just so good. So good, man. Takes me back to uh, basketball camp. I listened to that on repeat in basketball camp. Yeah. That was your juice song? That was my jam, man. That was my (laughs) jam. I absolutely love it. It is any, any... Anybody that loves 90s hip-hop, that has to be, like, on your top 20 best songs of all 90s hip-hop. It is so good. Mm. So good. It's got Mm. the Michael McDonald sample in the back, but it's got an added bass line to it. Oh, awesome. Uh, It's got Nate Dogg singing. You can't get better than Nate Dogg singing. That was one of Nate Dogg's first sort of appearances singing that was so amazing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to listen to that one. I don't think I remember that one off the top of my head. Oh, God. It's it's good, man. I wrote it down. It's good. What's your number two? Number two, California Love by Tupac and Dr. Dre. Mike, I won't won't spare you right now. That's my number two, too. There you go. (laughs) That's my my number two as well, man. Uh, So many good memories to this song. So many good memories. My boy Lee Kegley. Had a birthday party. I remember bringing my boombox and my mm. my Tupac All Eyes on Me CD Sweet. and jamming to this in fifth grade. Oh, yes. my gosh. It's such a jam, man. Yeah, Just is. made you want, like, this is the song that made you want to go to California. Like, yeah, you're like, sure. you're like I, I want to be with these dudes. Dudes <laughs> seem to be partying and having fun, yeah. man. Like... Yeah, like they made like that Mad Max world not look so bad. Yeah, like, not look apocalyptic. Like yeah, time. not apocalyptic <laughs> and horrible. Not killing each other for food. You're like, hey, look, they got strippers Just a concert. and motorcycles <laughs> and they're dancing around. Nice. That's good stuff. But yeah. yeah. Oh. That whole album, just everything on that album, man. That would have been if we did West Coast albums, uh All Eyes on Me would have been on there. It, it for yeah, sure would for have sure. been on there. Because, like, I mean, you got that. You got Ambitions of a Rider. You've got uh, 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 How Do You Want It. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, just so many good jams. So many good jams. Yeah. But that one, that one's just classic. Number, Number one. 
All right, number one. I don't know if this is on the same album, but um, To Live and Die in L.A. Mm, that is not. Like. That's on Machiavelli. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was actually, awesome. that one actually came out after he died. You know, that was released after oh, he died. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, I didn't know I that. I mean, obviously, he recorded the rap part. And I, th I, think, I think he had the whole song recorded. Like, it wasn't one of those that they put, like, music to his recording and everything after he died. Because that album came out, like, literally right after he died. Like, that one was... Yeah, it was like a conspiracy that he was, like, still alive. Oh, was, there's still that conspiracy. Maybe that was just in my little elementary No, no, story. no, no. There's, it's still going on. <laughs> I had no idea. Still still going on, people still think that, you know? But, uh... Yeah, It's sure. an awesome jam. I actually should have had that on the honorable mentions. I just forgot it. That's a... I mean, you know... That's a fantastic, and it's just got such a laid-back vibe, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one that just pops into my head randomly very often. That's why it was number one. It's because it's, like, kind of permanently stuck in my head, that that uh, that song. Yeah. Just that vibe. It's yeah. a good one. My number yeah. one is is what started all uh, sort of gangster rap. Not really all gangster rap, but I think what people know of gangster rap, what people think of with gangster rap, and that would be... Nothing but a G thing. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Uh, it's, I mean, that is G funk. So true. That is an amazing, amazing song. It is crucial to the life of Doc G. I got sent yeah. to the principal's office in third grade for rapping it in front of my class. Uh, <laughs> it, it was uh, fantastic. Uh, I love it to this day. You can put it on. It's yeah. one of those things that it just doesn't age, man. You know, it just doesn't age. You can you can listen to it now, and it's still got the feeling. It's still, you know, it doesn't have any like. You don't feel like oh this is old or oh this doesn't. You just it feels classic. It feels un yeah. You know, just amazing, amazing jam, Mike. Great list. <laughs> I like your list too. It's a good list. Um. I it's just so funny imagining you <laughs> rapping this song. Oh, yeah. Did you, like, do the uncensored version? Oh, yeah. That's why like, I got oh, sent to the principal's yeah. office. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. This was uh, Imagine in the middle of nowhere, Hillbilly, Virginia, uh, mm -hmm. a stupid kid looking somewhat like this guy without long hair and a beard mm. uh, in the back of the classroom being like, I am such a gangster. Nope. Nobody even knows how much of a gangster I am. You know what? I'm such a gangster, I'm just going to start rapping this song to myself in the back of the room. <laughs> and then my teacher was like, uh, Ben, seems like you're uh, singing something back there. You want to sing it in front of the classroom? And I was like, uh, as a matter of fact, I do. Yes. What? Let me get up there. And I got up there, and I got past, like, the first three curse words in the song, and she was like, stop it, go to the principals. I was like... Oh, wow. All right. Will do. Man. And then I went to the principals. <laughs> and, uh, and you're in Virginia, so what do they do? They, like, beat you? Yes, I was <laughs> beat and unconscious. No, no. Uh, surprisingly. They put you outside. Surprisingly, Mr. Roland never did that. No. no. Oh, really? No, no. He's like, what song is that? There was, uh, uh, there was have a session. There's never any actual physical harm ever done to me in this public school, probably because it's a public school, and they would have known that there would have been issues with that. Yeah, no, the biggest, the biggest problems, and I got into a lot of trouble, Mike. The biggest <laughs> problems were they'd always uh, stand you up against the wall. That's a fact. 
that was uh, that was your punishment during recess any type of recess or any fun thing you did not get to do the fun thing you had to stand up against the wall with your nose against the wall now Lame. nose against the wall that, well oh, man, well they weird. got they got they got uh lazy on that one they would start with that and then you'd turn around so many times they'd be like ah, all right whatever and it's just like you know because like you turn around they'd be like ben turn back around ben turn back around ah screw it you know and then then you just leaned against the wall for the rest of the time just like (laughs) watching everybody else have fun you know that's that's a that's pretty wild i mean you just got a bunch of kids with their noses up against the wall yeah that's like some kind of psycho psychological (laughs) i uh i got i got a month like that one time mike what yeah i got a month what do you mean you had to do that for a month? This is relevant to your uh, your Christmas gift, Mike. I got a month like that for selling basketball cards to my uh, oh, to my man. fellow students. Hilarious! I was I was hustling <laughs> basketball cards, and the principal saw me counting my money and uh, asked me where that money came from. And I was not a good liar at that time. Nope. And my lie did not <laughs> did not. <laughs> Did not cover it, and uh, yeah, I got. What was the lie, Doc G? What were you, I what told him I got it shoveling snow, and I'm pretty sure this was like in September <laughs> or sometime. There was no snow, so funny. and he was just like, hmm. "What? No, this kid is stupid. Hmm. No." <laughs> uh, anyways, Mike, that is the Doc G top three. Mike, we need to move on. We've got two birthday suits. You are on a roll. You are one for one this year. One yes. for one. We need to make it two for two. Um honestly, I, I think we're gonna be we're gonna be two for three. I think okay. hopefully you can get this next one. This one I think is doable. It's a public figure, but there's one big giveaway. It's a very ancient, not ancient public figure, but historic public figure. One big giveaway. So Okay. Born on January eleventh. 1755 or 1757. They never really nailed that down. Uh, <laughs> never really knew which one it was, which seems so weird. That they <laughs> knew the day, but they were like, the year? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Huh? Um, anyways, born in the British West Indies, at a fairly young age, he became a clerk at Beekman and Kruger, a local import and export firm that traded with New York and New England. At the age of 17, he left the Caribbean and arrived in New York. He ended up going to King's College. In the American Revolution, he joined the New York Volunteer Militia. As the war went on, he was asked to join George Washington's camp. He ended up serving four years as Washington's chief staff aide. Uh, after the war, our birthday suit wearer was appointed to the Congress of Confederation. However, after only one year, he resigned from the Congress and started practicing law in New York. In 1784, he founded the Bank of New York. In 1787, John J., James Madison, and our birthday suit wearer wrote the Federalist Papers, hmm. which defended the new proposed Constitution. Then in 1789, he was invited by George Washington to be a part of his cabinet as the Treasury of Sec- uh, uh, Treasure- Treasury Secretary. As Treasury Secretary, he founded the first federal bank. He established a single currency for the uh, country. He established a th- national mint. 
Our birthday suit wearer was instrumental in setting up America as a country. Sadly, in 1804, known for having a hot temper, our birthday suit wearer was challenged to a duel by then-Vice President Aaron Burr. Jeez. Our birthday suit wearer accepted the duel challenge and died from a gunshot mm. wound in the abdomen. As mentioned before, our birthday suit wearer was so instrumental in the founding of our country, there's even been a Broadway musical created by Lin-Manuel Miranda, which ha uh, was super, super popular, receiving a record-breaking 16 Tony nominations and winning 11 of those. Name our birthday suit wearer. Alexander Hamilton. Alec, two for two. Yes. Yes. Oh, my. I had no idea up until the uh, the play, by the way, Doc G. I had no idea. Uh, I was like, Ben Franklin, Ben Franklin. Okay, not Ben Franklin. I, I figured. I figured the, yeah, I mean, you know, I'd be, I was like, nobody uh, doesn't. Every Everybody knows. Everybody knows about that play. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, sure. It's crazy how influential that play was, man. It's crazy. I got to be honest. He's not one of my highest uh, uh, political figures. Say what? I'm not a huge fan of him. I mean, he did a lot of great things for our uh, country. I'll give him that. There were all kinds yeah. of things that set up that were necessary for the country. But he just had to, he seemed to have like a, a snarky attitude. I didn't like it. Just everything, mm. like all the personal interactions whenever you read historical accounts. I'm just like, who is this dude? No, pass. Benjamin Franklin, mm. on the other hand, no, not snarky. Awesome. No. Awesome yeah, interactions. 10 out of 10, yeah. John Adams, very snarky, but was open about a snarkiness and would come in and be like, hey, by the way, I'm a so just everybody know that. Mm -hmm. Well, let's correction. He was a mass hole, right? Because he was from Massachusetts. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, nonetheless, happy birthday to uh, Alexander Hamilton. Uh, big dog status. Uh, 11, 11 Tonys for the old Hamilton, uh, <laughs> the old Hamilton uh, Broadway musical. Mike, this uh, third birthday suit, you're going to go to two and three. Oh. This one. <laughs> this one, like, I know who she is, but there's no way I could get her name. Like, okay. I've seen her in all kinds of different things. But no way we could get the name. Mike, uh, let's see here. Born on January 11th, 1972 in New York, New York. Our birthday suit wearer was the daughter of a corporate lawyer and a social worker. She didn't act growing up. It wasn't until she went to college that she looked into acting. She went to Columbia University where she majored in American history. But she also auditioned for some roles and took acting classes. Her first television appearance was in a Skittles commercial. Hmm. She then made her film debut in a movie called Animal Room. She then starred in One Fine Day, and then She's the One. At the end of the 90s, she had a guest appearance on Seinfeld in one of my personal favorite episodes, Summer of George. Sweet. Then in 2001, she appeared in The Whole Nine Yards. Also in 2001, she played in the movie Saving Silverman. In 2004, she played in Something's Gotta Give. Then in 2009, she played in the film 2012. In 2010, she played in Gulliver's Travels with Jack Black. In 2021, 
Uh, Netflix released a series titled The Chair that our birthday suit wearer wrote and produced. Name mm. that birthday suit wearer. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, Dr. E, I don't know. I'm, I told you. I like 2012, too. That was a horrible movie. <laughs> Nobody liked it. I love that movie. I thought it was great. Well, there Anyways. you go. You can yeah, thank Amanda Pete. Amanda Pete. Look her up. P-E-E-T. Look, look her up there. You will say, oh, I know her. I know Amanda Pete. Definitely. Well, I mean, you, you, since you like the movie, you'll definitely remember from the movie. I'm guessing, at least. Would be my guess. Anywho, uh, happy birthday to Amanda Pete. Happy birthday to Alexander Hamilton. And last but not least, uh, happy to Mary J. Blige. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike, two for three starting off 2023. I'll take it. Two for three. That's I'll take it. Hey, we said last, last uh, at the end of the year, we were thinking 40%. That is well over 40% right now, my friend. That is well. You're batting above average. You're coming out hot. I like it. Mike, we have some fantastic shows coming up. I've got the list right here. This is the list. I've got all kinds of fantastic artists. Next week, we've got returning guests, Perpetual Groove. They're coming on the show. Can't wait to talk. We're going to have Matt and Brock back on the show. Uh, Then we've got Big Gigantic. Fantastic group out of uh, Boulder, Colorado, they're coming through. They've got some shows in Florida. Oh, I know Big Gigantic. Yeah. I know that band. Yeah. yeah. They're good. They're good. Can't wait to talk to them. We've got the fantastic comedian Eric Griffin coming on the show after that. Uh, Legendary. Great on workaholics. Like Mike said, he's a non-stopping workaholic literally yeah. uh, in life. He's just doing mm-hmm. things all the time. Podcast, stand-up, improv, just doesn't stop, man. Just doesn't stop. Then we've got Marty Stewart down the line. We've got Hotel Fiction. We've got uh, Joe Bonamassa. We've got Cowboy Rollins. We've got Nico Moon. Jeez. The list is full almost all the way up until the end of March. Nice. We've got guests. I'm pumped. Yeah. Yes. I can't wait for all of them. It's going to be fantastic. But I'm glad to be back, listeners. I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad you're back. And Mike, I'm glad you're back too. Me too. I'm glad we're I'm happy to be back. We're all here. We're all here. Yeah. This is great. And until next week, guys, I've been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, the notorious, the associate in the arts holding, <laughs> Mikey Maximus, the Furnicus, Charette. Always a pleasure, Doc G. Thanks again for having me. Happy to start the new year. For sure. This way. For sure. And until next week, guys, zip it up. And zip it out. Zip it out.